Good morning, and welcome to Simply Startups. It's Saturday, March 2nd. On today's show, Asia-Pacific startups are set to power the generative AI revolution in 2024. Canadian startups PayFi and Passage empower international students. Plus, drone startup Sky Air Mobility bags 10 government contracts for medical supply delivery. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Startups. We start off with a look at the booming sector of generative AI startups, which have seen a significant surge in investments, with $21.4 billion poured into these startups since September last year, up from $5.1 billion in 2022. These startups are not only at the cutting edge of innovation, but they are also transforming customer experiences and the way we work. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about the role of these startups in the generative AI revolution? Certainly, David. Startups are leading the generative AI revolution across a wide range of industries, including healthcare, financial services, media and entertainment, education, and gaming. They're leveraging generative AI to automate tasks, enhance decision-making processes, and personalize user experiences. More than 5,000 of these startups are building their solutions on Amazon Web Services, or AWS, and are pushing forward new ways of using generative AI to fuel innovation and develop locally relevant solutions. Can you give us some examples of how these startups are using generative AI? Sure, let's take the example of HealthifyMe, an India-based health tech startup. They're using AWS's generative AI services to power their call analytics solution, which provides real-time feedback to coaches to help them empathize better and tailor their guidance. They've also launched Snap, a food recognition system that uses AI to identify and track food intake using photos. Another startup, Blend, uses generative AI to provide access to studio-quality photography and design editing. Their deep learning-powered app identifies the product and its pose in the photo, removes the background, and automatically generates thousands of designs optimized for e-commerce marketplaces and social media platforms. What are some of the challenges these startups face in implementing generative AI? Startups face several hurdles, including resource limitations, ethical and regulatory complexities, integration obstacles, and the absence of in-house expertise or technical proficiency. To overcome these hurdles, they need access to cloud resources that level the playing field across all layers of the generative AI stack. This includes price-performant ML chips and tools to train models and run inferences, an expanded choice of leading models, customization features, agent capabilities, and enterprise-grade security and privacy. And what about the global expansion of these startups? Global expansion is crucial to ensure widespread adoption of startup-driven generative AI solutions across diverse industries. For instance, Yellow.ai, a leading conversational AI solutions provider, has listed its generative AI customer service solution on AWS Marketplace, which has over 330,000 active customer subscriptions. Today, Yellow.ai handles over 12 billion conversations across more than 85 countries annually. Startups in the Asia-Pacific region are proving what's possible by building, customizing, and scaling their own generative AI solutions. Thanks for that report, Celeste. Now let's shift our focus to Canada, 
where two startups, Payfee and Passage, both founded by immigrants, have teamed up to offer comprehensive support to international students. They aim to address both educational and housing needs, drawing from their personal immigration experiences. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about these startups and their founders? Certainly, David. Martin Basiri from Iran is the founder of Passage, while Soon Sani and Philips Akinyeli from Nigeria established Payfee. They've all experienced the challenges of immigrating to a new country firsthand, and now they're using their experiences to help others. Interesting. And how exactly are they planning to help international students? Passage is focusing on mitigating Canada's labor shortages by assisting international students enrolled in STEM, healthcare, and skilled trades programs. They provide financial aid that covers tuition and living expenses, ensuring that financial hurdles do not hinder access to quality education. They offer up to $40,000 in financial assistance for master's students and up to $65,000 for postgraduate diploma students, with repayment plans spread over several years at competitive interest rates. That's quite a significant amount of financial support. And what about PAYFI? PAYFI is tackling the complex process of finding accommodation in Canada. They offer a rent guarantee product that eases the burden of upfront rent deposits for those without a credit history or guarantor. This helps to reduce the financial strain associated with securing housing, allowing international students to focus on their studies and personal growth. So it seems like they're addressing both the educational and housing needs of international students. How does their collaboration work? Their strategic collaboration aims to comprehensively address the challenges faced by international students in Canada. PAFI will serve as a bridge, connecting students in need of educational funding with passage, while also tackling the housing challenges that many face upon arrival. With PAFI, backed by the Techstars Toronto Accelerator and Passage securing $40 million in seed funding, this partnership is well-equipped to make a significant impact. It certainly sounds like they're poised to make a difference. What does this mean for the future of international students in Canada? This collaboration between PAFI and Passage promises a smoother transition and greater opportunities for success for international students in Canada. By addressing the critical aspects of financial and housing needs, they're setting a precedent for how startups can support the educational journey of immigrants contributing to the prosperity and diversity of Canada's future workforce. That was Simply Startups reporter Abby bringing us a promising development. Speaking of promising developments, Sky Air Mobility, a drone delivery startup, has announced that it has secured contracts from 10 government medical institutions to deploy its drone mobility solutions. The startup will enable these institutions to use drones for efficient delivery of essential medical supplies. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about these contracts and what they entail? Certainly, David. Under these contracts, Sky Air Mobility will enable the institutions, which include six AIIMS and three regional leprosy centers, to use drones for efficient delivery of essential medical supplies in temperature-controlled boxes. The institutions are spread across states such as Tamil Nadu, West Bengal, Odisha, Manipur, Bihar, Gujarat, and Rajasthan. The startup has stated that the deployment will be completed in the coming weeks. 
That's quite a significant development. Can you tell us more about Sky Air Mobility and its operations? Sky Air Mobility was founded in 2019 and is primarily focused on areas such as healthcare, e-commerce, quick commerce, and agriculture. The startup has partnered with multiple Indian startups, including Dunzo, Flipkart Healths, and Cure Foods, to conduct trials for its drones. It's backed by investors such as Let's Venture, Shirate Ventures, and Agility Ventures, and last raised $1.7 million in a seed round in November 2022. What are the future plans for Sky Air Mobility? The startup's CEO, Ankit Kumar, has stated that they plan to increase their fleet size to 100 drones over the next six months, up from the current 35. This expansion is likely to be facilitated by the center's INR 120 SAR production-linked incentive scheme for drones and streamlined drone certification norms. And how is the drone market in India shaping up? The Indian drone market is seeing a surge in interest from investors and an increase in the number of startups. Just today, New Space Research and Technologies, a defense-focused drone manufacturer, raised $52 million in a bridge round. Additionally, two drone startups, Drone Acharya and IdeaForge, have listed on the exchanges. The Indian drone market is estimated to reach a size of $13 billion by 2030. Thanks for the insights, James. Speaking of sectors to watch, let's turn our attention to Rabbit, a startup company that is not deterred by the prospect of competition from tech giants like Google, Microsoft, or Apple. The company's co-founder and CEO, Jesse Liu, has a philosophical approach to the survival of his company. Rabbit recently made headlines with its pocket AI assistant, R1, which debuted at CES. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Startups, Bella. So Bella, can you tell us more about Rabbit's R1 and its unique features? Certainly, David. The R1 is a pocket AI assistant, about half the size of a phone, it operates strictly as a voice-powered assistant, but can remotely operate your apps and perform complex actions. It can also answer questions and carry on a conversation like ChatGPT. The device is designed to understand intent and perform actions. Interesting. And how did Liu come up with this concept? Liu had this vision about a decade ago, but the technology wasn't ready. He was intrigued by the capabilities of large language models to understand language and intent. With the versatility of transformer-based systems, it seemed natural to try to get them to perform actions as well. So how does Rabbit's AI perform these actions? Rabbit developed a large action model trained on hours of actual users interacting with popular apps. The AI reviews these clips frame by frame, extracting all the buttons and elements, and then builds a logic to automate the process. The language part is still run on third-party large language model services like Perplexity. What about the financial aspect? Could the API costs pose a threat to Rabbit's solvency? Liu assures that they're not losing money by selling R1, which is a significant achievement for a new startup. They've managed to negotiate down the parts and the bill of material costs, and they're close to 100,000 orders. As for a subscription, Liu doesn't see it as working, especially when the thesis of the device is cheap and simple. And how does Liu view the competition from tech giants. Liu acknowledges the reality of being a startup and the possibility of failure. He believes that startups are a survival game and that it's important to focus on your own stuff. He views competition as a catalyst for growth or failure, which he sees as the nature of startups.
That was a refreshing perspective from our Simply Startups reporter, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow.